serious news, seriously entertaining. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy Tuesday! This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Gatos this week is on vacation. Oh my. Very Marks is in for Gatos this week. How you doing, bud? I'm good, Chad. How you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah, oh. My vacation was last week, all of which uh, was, ended up being like two and a half days. I had to come into work and do all kinds of stuff for my national show, so there was that. Even, even when you're on vacation, you're working. Yeah, yeah. They call it, like, is there any way, you know when you get a call from Europe, is there any way that you could oh. do these couple days, you're we'll so make it good. up to you? I'm like, you guys are so Mistake was answering the Phone. That's true. <sighs> yeah. Well, you know, I, I thought about that. I thought, but then the problem is they've called my, already have called my other producers because uh, they know I may not see the message. <laughs> and then they're calling me. And of course, I'm picking it up because we're pals. We're not pals anymore. I'll tell uh, you that right huge now. mistake. Speaking of not pals. Oh, boy. My opponent, Katie Hobbs, has officially declined the debate. Hobbs is so terrified that I might bring up the fact that she is a twice convicted racist and that her racism cost the Arizona taxpayers nearly $3 million. She doesn't have one single policy to stand on. Not one. That's Carrie Lake there. She can hear the dulcet set tones of anger. Uh, Barry, I will say this. I don't know why she's not debating at least once. It does not look good. Like yeah. you, we joked around earlier, she didn't even debate the guy in the uh, who ran against her in the Democratic Marco Lopez yeah. and Lieberman. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know uh, it's, that it's is not, not a good look. No, and it, and it's uh, look. I, I think I get it from from her folks' standpoint. They're, they're saying there's really no benefit to her from getting in the ring with with Carrie Lake. I guess, but. It isn't a good look, and it it looks it's okay to say I don't want to get in the in the debate with Carrie Lake because look what happened in the Republican debate it was a fiasco it makes the state look bad but when she didn't debate her Democratic primary opponent either it just looks like she's afraid of debate now she did it when she was running for Secretary of State she's debated there uh, I'm not really sure what Katie Hobbs is doing I, I think there's a lot of opportunities in this campaign um, to get out there uh, to larger groups. And to come on the media and to talk about her, what she wants to do to talk about Carrie Lake and some of the crazy things that Carrie Lake has said during the primary. And I'm just not seeing Katie Hobbs that much. I, I, I think she thinks the strategy is keep your head down, let Carrie Lake implode and I'll win. And I don't know that that's going to be successful, Chad. No, no. And you know, it's, it's funny and she should take a, a, a really, uh, a page out of what's going on in, Pennsylvania. You have yeah. Dr. Oz, who's, you know, Dr. Oz, a grifter. And you have the other grifter uh, who is running. And he had a stroke. And he's, it doesn't look like he's going to debate. And I've heard more people say, if you're not willing to debate, I have an issue with that. And I think they're, you know, and you're starting to hear rumblings there. And I understand why the guy doesn't want to debate. But all the more reason, though, if you can't speak, yeah. that maybe you shouldn't be the senator. Well, here, if you have no policies and you're worried you're going to get lamb, and I think she's worried she's going to get absolutely bum rushed by her, which if Carrie Lake played her cards right and they did debate, you don't have to roll over and crush her. You could slowly, methodically, yeah. because we've interviewed her here a bunch of times, and like, uh, I'll get back to you on that, is a lot of what we get when we ask her questions. Yeah, she's she's improved on that. I, I interviewed her on election uh, night. Um, she has her talking points down. She she, she kind of does her thing. But yeah, look, the, the difference, if you're, if you're here to elect somebody to governor of who's a better communicator, who's better on TV or radio, Carrie Lake's going to be that person. Yeah. It, but I will say, Katie Hobbs, if you go to her website, 
website, if you look at what she's actually, what her policies are, what she's doing, she has them there. You may disagree with them, but they're there. Carrie Lake's starting to do that, too. The issue is, are we trying to get the best communicator or are we trying to get the best governor? And for Carrie, for me and for a lot of people with Carrie Lake, she's trying to moderate herself now that we're in the general election. And that's, look, that happens all the time, right? People run to the right or the left in the primary, then they run to the middle in the general election. That's how it's generally worked. It used to be. It used to be like that. It's it's kind of seen that with Carrie Lake now because she ran so far to the right and was so extreme in the primary that there's just nowhere else for her to go. Why Katie Hobbs isn't on TV and radio every single day reminding Arizonans that Carrie Lake is for no abortions, that that's what yeah. Car- that's her abortion stance. Carrie Lake's abortion stance is there will be no abortions in Arizona. Why she's not on TV every day saying Carrie Lake is the one who puts forth this election fraud nonsense on a daily basis and has flat out said that if she was the governor in 2020, she would not have allowed Arizona's vote to go forward. Those are the issues that she should be putting out there. And I'm not hearing Katie Hobbs say that at all. No, no. And and but I do think that, you know, Katie Hobbs has some serious questions that need to be yeah. answered about what went on in that office. I think there are some serious questions off the talking points when you actually probe her to find out what some of these things are about, not what somebody wrote and put on your website. Yeah. And what you're reading I off agree. cue cards. There are some real things that I think people would like to know. And there, because she had no real competition, we don't really know a lot outside of the interviews that were friendly on CNN and MSNBC. Yeah. But those were all to do about the election and the fraud or non-fraud and the fight. Right. That was nothing to do with her being the governor. And are you capable of doing this? And if you're not willing to debate, and I saw a great opinion piece even in the uh, AZ Central saying, if you're not willing to compete, why are you doing this? Yeah. No, and, and I agree about that. It, it's it's not a good look. And it, it's, it's beyond that. You have to demonstrate to Arizonans that you're able to lead, that you're able to govern. I mean, what does it mean if you can't come out and, and discuss these issues publicly? Are you going to be able to talk to legislators? Are you going to be able to work with others. I, I agree. It's, it is not a good look. Uh, it's, it's the look of somebody, Chad, who, if you're like Mark Kelly, who's up eight points or 10 points or more in some of these polls, and Mark Kelly has said, I'm going to debate Blake Masters. If you're up that high, a lot of politicians say, yeah, I'm not going to bother because it all it can do is hurt me. I'm up yeah. so much. Katie, Katie Hobbs is not up. It's a, the, the, most of the polls are showing it's, her it's being pick even. Yeah. yeah, it's a pick em. So maybe there's some other polling she's seeing, but I, I think this is a mistake. I think it's going to come back and bite her. And I'm, I'm concerned that if she doesn't get out there more uh, for her campaign, if she doesn't get out there more the rest of this, uh, the next couple of months, uh, she's going to lose. She's going to lose this race, and she should. it's definitely a race that she could win. I, uh, it was very interesting. I had a couple of people over the last couple of days say to me, my fear is with her, and they're both on the left side of the aisle, that it is not her that's running for governor. It's other people behind that are going to be crafting most of this stuff, and we don't know who or what they are. And, you know, well, that's a lot of stuff, but I think with her and her non-voice, yeah. it really makes it feel like she's a puppet more than anything else. Well, and that, and that certainly could be. I mean, here, here's the concern. This is what I think about a lot, Chad. The Arizona legislature next year for the next two years is going to be very far to the right. I mean, it was it was already, uh, but there were a couple of Republicans. Uh, you know, I heard uh, I heard you guys interview uh, on a best of over the weekend with Rusty Bowers. Oh yeah, and and you were talking about some of the stuff that Rusty Bowers did, and really a lot of it just keeping some of the crazy election bills off the voting. It just didn't happen. Well, that's done now. Yeah, though he's gone. He saved them from themselves. Yes, and Paul Boyer's gone now. Yeah. Another guy who saved them from themselves in the Senate. Those people are gone, and they're replaced with excuse my language, right wing crazy people. I mean, it is you have the 
the full-on election deniers who are going to be in office as Republicans now. So the Repub- the the, the, uh, the legislature in Arizona is going to be further to the right. It's going to be wor- it's going to be way worse than last year. And if you have a Kerry Lake who's going to rubber stamp stuff coming out of that legislature, Arizona is going to be a laughing stock. You need a strong. In this case, Katie Hobbs, she's the only other option. You need someone who's going to come in and say, I'm going to veto this stuff. I won't allow Arizona to be a laughing stock. Otherwise, Carrie Lake's already said she's, she loves this stuff. She's yeah. gonna, we're, we're going to get rid of, I mean, this is what, Carrie Lake has sued the government, sued the state to say, we don't want voting in advance anymore. We don't want mail-in ballots anymore. We want everything, you know, we want paper and everything counted that day. We, I mean, that's what's going to be the law here, Chad. And it's people have to talk about that. It's going to be very interesting to see if, if that actually comes to fruition or if, like we've talked about in the past, does somebody actually head back to the middle a little bit? I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. He's Barry Marks and he's in for Gatos. Gatos is enjoying some much needed time off. Uh, we are going to talk about, well, uh, my weekend. Oh. And uh, you traveled, I traveled. We both kind of went to the same place. We had different outcomes. We'll talk about that. <laughs> Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show. We are entertaining. Very also entertaining. And for oh. Gatos, also entertaining, but not here. Be here all week. I'm going to take Friday off. My bosses, if you will, uh, they said, "Hey, uh, uh, we're going to give you Friday off." Th- thanks for doing what? us a solid. Who, nobody told me that. Yeah, so they're going to give me Friday off. Am I here by myself? No, I think uh, uh, Young Steve might join. You. Uh, 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 young me. Steve may uh, may join the program. I <laughs> don't know. Might just be you. We might just <laughs> might be me have myself. open microphone. We might just do uh. five hours straight of uh, Becky Lynn and her news. We don't know. We don't know. At this point, we don't know. So you uh, went to, uh, we went down to Coronado, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Everything went okay? You flew was, there? All good? Everything was fine. We had a, we had a, a nice uh, travel experience. It was hot. It was hot in California, Chad. Hot and oh sweaty. Oh, it was so disgusting. I got to tell you, I'm not a big humidity guy. Humidity is, you don't really know. I mean, you know what this back here. You're, 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 you're from the south. Mm, you get yeah. it. Mm. Humidity is a whole other word of yuck. Yep. Yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, the sweating on top of sweating. It was it was uh, crazy. Did you check what the humidity level was in California? No, but it was hot. It, it was, was gross. It was, you know what's so weird? It was, it was so hot there. Normally there's like a cool breeze that blows off yeah. the ocean. That, that breeze wasn't there. We sat yeah. on the beach one day and, mm-hmm. I was, and, and we were sitting there thinking, this is the weirdest thing. It's just calm. There's no air movement. And you don't see that. They said when it gets hot like that, that happens sometimes. Yeah, yeah. or we get uh, what we have, which is the devil winds out in uh, Riverside and Santa uh, Ana and the inland. There you go. Where it's, uh, it was like 111 mm-hmm. in Riverside. Uh. Really? So it was disgusting. And, of course, rolling blackouts. So those are fun. I love them. And everywhere you went, I'm sure you saw that everywhere. Don't use any power between four and nine. You're like, that's when I'm home. <laughs> that's the problem. Oh, California, yeah, Cal- fantastic. California's got their electric, uh, their, their grid is like Texas now. They're worried it's going to shut itself down. Don't charge your electric car. Oh. Now, that's a problem. That's going to be a big problem for yeah. them. You're right about yeah. that. So uh, Get that AC going. Speaking of cars, I think you guys will enjoy this. Uh, get to the hotel on Friday. Yeah. Meet up with my family, this fancy ride, this wheelchair, the van, the whole nine yards. Big van. Big, special van built for him because he's in a wheelchair. <sighs> Good day. We're having a fun time. You know, I get there a little bit later because I had to work on Friday. I don't know if you guys are aware of that. Just to tell everybody that again. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> relaxing, enjoying ourselves, and we park We park in this, uh, this parking structure that's built for the hotel. And uh, it's Riverside. It's the truth. The OG of the Valley of the Dirt People. That's where Riverside <laughs> that's coined where the phrase. Started. That's what it's all about. <laughs> Come down the next day, my aunt looks at me and she goes, our car was towed. I said, your car was towed? We go up to the front desk. Where'd you guys tow the car? We didn't tow the car. 
Look at the security footage. It was stolen. Oh, <gasps> no. My mother's handicap van oh, for my, my little goodness. brother was stolen. Oh, wow. my gosh. Who does that? People, there's a special place now for people like that. Wow. Yes. So there is, we, we see the footage, right? So this truck pulls in, you know, and they circle around and, they, and this guy gets out and he circles around my mom's van and then he gets in it, doesn't seem to worry about anything. There's a security guard who then recognizes, hey, I know I was talking to those people earlier. You're not those people. He starts the van and he takes off. He chases the guy around and the guy busts through the little, you know, the thing, the arm that goes up and down. Oh, really? And takes off. And the van, the, the truck that was with him is gone, too. And that thing is full. You can see on the thing, it's full of car parts and catalytic converters and all kinds oh, of stuff. Oh, wow. So we go, well, did you guys call the cops? No. We thought it was uh, somebody that was staying at the hotel illegally and didn't want to pay. So they just rammed the thing. So you didn't call the police. <laughs> you guys let it go. Wow. You did nothing about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Wow. How'd they, how'd they get it started? They hotwired it. And, and they didn't notice this happening? Uh, no, because the guy's walking around doing his rounds, like, in the front of the hotel, too, because there's a lot of homeless people everywhere out there. Riverside. So he's kind of wow. doing the whole thing, wow. and he comes in the back, and he sees, hey, those aren't the people. They're not, it's not you. Yeah, it's not us. And he said, I called my supervisor within four minutes after I chased him and got back, and I called him. They said, go in and tell the hotel lobby what happened. And the hotel lobby said they never came in. Well, no, they clearly did come in. You guys are lying. Wow. And they're like, well, we don't know. That's not our, it's not, it's not our, uh, uh, this is my favorite thing. It's not our uh, security. I'm like, so you have somebody who's doing security for a hotel who actually isn't associated with the hotel. Did you find that weird? <laughs> mm. So they found it on Sunday, completely stripped and oh, trashed and destroyed. No. Man, it sucked. So my mother and my little brother, we rotated who stayed with Spencer so we could watch Jack's games. And it was it was a super bummer because, you know, Jack loves having all the family there. Doesn't get to see him that much. And we can only hold so much. And Spencer can't go anywhere. They had to have a, my brother-in-law to come out with his truck and put him and lay him down in the back because oh he doesn't bend. God. And they had to put, wow. it, you know, the wheelchair up in there. And the wheelchair specifically and the lift were specifically built for that because his wheelchair is so much different than the other. Oh, man. What a nightmare. California. And we asked the, the police were awesome. They showed up in like two minutes. And the guy's like, and, you know, they're like, look, you're not going to get this thing no. back. It's gone. No. If it's two things. It's either stripped full of gone and everything or it's in Mexico. You never get it back. What do, they, what do they strip it for? What do they want? They want all the metals. Really? Every ounce of metal and scrap and stuff wow. that's huge right now. Jeez. You know what else is big right now? People uh, driving white vans and they're printing out like Cox communication and yeah. they're, they're setting up their cones or something. They look like they're oh, working and they're like, going yeah. and stealing all the copper they can yeah, and doing yeah, all yeah. kinds of stuff. Wow. I'm so sorry yeah. that happened to you that's guys. Crazy. Oh, that's just horrendous. Yeah. So it's it's it was not a good. Uh, oh. My mother was so, and my little brothers were super upset. Do you think we'll find the van? Do you think we'll find oh. the van? Because they had their stuff in it. Yeah. And Charlie's birthday present, everything. We're oh, so we'll do it tomorrow. No. You know, no reason to bring it up now because the kids are all playing, and then yeah, all gone.
Oh, my, oh my goodness. Gosh. Yes. That's, well, that's no fun. No, well, that was not fun. That's why you don't go on vacation. Jeff. That is why I don't go on vacation. <laughs> when I go on vacation, I have to come back and work, and then stuff happens. This Man. is why I don't go on vacation, people. Oh, oh my craziness. Goodness. All oh, right, coming up, up, Justin Finch. We uh, we like him. ABC News. going to talk about yeah. what's going on. Democrats, Republicans. Here it is. It's that time of the year as we head towards midterms. What are the chances that this thing, uh, as as I'd like to say, is happening where the the jaws of victory are being snatched away and replaced with the jaws of defeat by the Republicans? We'll talk about that straight ahead. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Drive home with the Gatos and Chad show. We're getting close. What is it? 90 days or so from this uh, little thing? Uh, 60 days. 60 days. My yes. goodness, I don't even know what it is, Barry. Uh, Barry Martin in for Gatos today. We're 60 days away from... 60, 60 days to the election, 90 days to the insurrection. There right, you go. go. There you go. I'm glad you got it right. Uh, and uh, our buddy Justin Finch from ABC News joining us. So, Justin, more than half of America's voting public will have candidates on the ballots this fall, right, who support... That guy, we know who that guy is, President Trump, and his false claims. It's kind of scary that there are people out there that still support the false claims. What do you make of it? Because 538 is out there, you know, and they're talking about a lot of different stuff about who has a chance to win the Senate and and, and Congress. Uh, What do you make of it? That's right. You know, over at 538, those guys and girls do all the number crunching over there, putting all this stuff together. And they were able to really kind of fan out here and study news reports, debate footage, campaign material, social media, even reaching out to these nominees who were in the running for House, Senate, Governor, uh, Secretary of State, Attorney General seats, and kind of get their positions on the 2020 election. And it's one of those things that as a voter, it's uh, one more thing to think about when you're going to cast your ballot, uh, kind of where these candidates stand on issues like this. So 538 here finding out of 529 total Republican nominees who are now running for office, they found 195 who fully outright deny the legitimacy of the 2020 election. Uh, That could be concerning for a lot of people who didn't know that before. Uh, So there are also 115 candidates whose position on the 2020 race that they could not determine. So some potential outliers out there. But when you see that number, 195 out of 520, uh, you know, more than a third almost, it, it gives you a lot to think about. Justin Finch is with us from ABC News. Justin, Arizona is is faced with exactly what you're talking about right now. Pretty much every Republican on our statewide ballot uh, is a is an election denier. They think Trump won the election and, and Biden didn't. Are, are you hearing much nationally from Republicans or consultants concerned about how this may affect Republican chances in the fall? You know, we're hearing some chatter uh, about, you know, what this could really lead to in November and what it's led to is a landscape that looks as you might not be surprised to hear, uh, unlike a midterm we have seen in recent history. Whereas the the general consensus is you go into one of these and the party that is out of power usually sees itself with advantage going into the midterm, also picking up seats. For the longest time, we were talking about this being a red wave, an essential wash for Republicans. As we are getting closer, as mentioned, just over 60 days now to uh, November 8th, 
it's becoming a lot cloudier. It could be a lot tighter than many realize. But even when we look at the the balance of power here on Capitol Hill, at the state and local levels, it is still very crucial. There are people who will decide the uh, essential validity of, of these races, being able to certify them or contest them, who could have some very high-ranking positions. And in a state like Arizona, much like Florida, Texas, Ohio, uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, uh, even Maryland, are all seeing um, these ballots that have more than one, in some cases, election deniers who are on the ballots. These all happen to be crucial battleground states, largely, too. So another thing to think about um, it's one of those things where I hate to be that guy again, <laughs> but we we haven't really seen a precedent for something like this, all kind of going into this together uh, in November to see what the outcome will be. But uh, more reason for voters to really go and do some homework on who they're voting for and the positions these candidates stand for in both parties. Hey, Justin, you know, when you when you look at all of this, I mean, if you'd asked people 60 days ago who was going to win it, it was pretty much assured that it was going to be the the Republicans were going to yeah. boat race the Dems right. in the House and probably take the Senate. Last week, you had Mitch McConnell come out of the week before and say, yeah, we got poor quality of candidates. Uh, it still looks like they may win the House, but the Senate now looks like it's completely up for grabs. Yeah, well, we, it, you know, it depends on the day. <laughs> you know, you see these numbers swing left and right. They go all kinds of ways. Uh, but you are right. When you hear someone like Mitch McConnell, who knows that chamber, like the back of his hand sit there and say that they may not have the strongest candidates going into a critical Senate race uh, where the balance of power in that chamber will be decided. Uh, Mitch McConnell wouldn't speak up and say that if he were not concerned or didn't see perhaps what he kind of prophesized there could likely come to pass. And, And even if at this point, again, the numbers do change, we do see Republicans pick up the advantage in the House. It could still be very slim. Um, so looking at that possibility as well. Uh, but you know what, you guys, honestly, about a month or two ago, I was also reporting on 538, and the numbers changed so much between the initial start of the, the reporting process to the end. It just goes to show how quickly these numbers swing and how reactive they are to what voters are seeing in real time. All right, my man, Justin Finch, thank you much for uh, taking time for us today. I know you're a busy guy. going to go relax now, and I'm sure we'll do it this year. In the next couple of days, appreciate that. Justin Mitch, ABC News. All right, thanks. Yeah, interesting. And again, five thirty-eight. As we all know, uh, they failed pretty badly when it came to the uh, two thousand sixteen. So I think a lot of people raised their eyes. But you, you got to take the temperature out there right now. And the, again, I think the temperature is there. Feels like the momentum at this moment is is slowing down for the yeah. Republicans and gaining a little bit for the Democrats. It's uh, the, the interesting thing at the end of this election is going to be whether it's Trump's election. I mean, he's not even running, but yeah. it's Trump's election. So if, if all these people that he picked, that he hand-selected and endorsed, if they win, it's going to look incre- incredibly good and strong for him. And if they lose, I mean, in Arizona, for example, if all these Republicans that, that are on the ballot and are statewide and were endorsed by Trump, if they lose, it's going to be a pretty major sign, I think, to the party and to Trump that that's not going to fly here anymore. Yeah. And, and we'll see what that means in the future. Yeah, and across the nation. I mean, if you go yeah. and see, because so much of it, I always thought was, it was a revenge tour, yeah. and in doing so, it was about beating those people. It was never about winning the general. Well, here's the thing. If you don't win the general, then all the other stuff was for naught. 
Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people are going to ask themselves questions-wise in the coming weeks. Uh, Barry Markson in for Gatos. Uh, Uvalde. Kids going back to school. Not all of them. Where they're going. What are they saying? We're going to talk about that straight ahead. Arizona's news station. KTAR News. 92.3 FM. The Gatos and Chad Show. Afternoons. Want to take a sweet day, Matthews Brown? Want to take a sweet day, Matthews Brown? What? Where? Who? Playing at the auction pavilion on September 14th. Just head to the contest page, KTR.com. Complete details for your chance to win. Steve, uh, wise man, uh, Dave Matthews, is he in your wheelhouse or a little too uh, young for him? No, he's too young. Not really my choice. <laughs> Why does all those things like that? You know what's funny? I heard a Dave Matthews song today on the radio, and I normally, I used to love Dave Matthews. I went to concerts, I saw him live, the whole thing. He's like smoking weed. And then year, years ago. <laughs> I kind of stopped. I was just like, eh, I'm kind of done with it. And I heard a song come on today, and I was like, I listened to the whole song. Like, this is actually really good. I like yeah. this. I think I was just in the right frame of mind. He's yeah. smoking some weed. There was, you, go, you go to those shows. I, do not, I, I don't do that sort of thing, Chad, but you go to those shows, and yes, there is quite a bit of weed there. When you talk, It's funny. When you talk to people about Dave Matthews who are younger now, I was like, isn't that the guy that threw all the poop off the bridge? Because remember that when they had the issue when they emptied their... Their uh, their, bus. their tour buses and then oh yeah that was like oh, a big thing gross I never heard that before Dave that's what was in the answer wow. marching the answer marching or whatever he sings I don't know. <laughs> not a Dave Matthews fan all the little ants were marching they were uh, today kids back in school in Uvalde oh, we have goodness. noticed that there are at least thirty state troopers set up here and around the community at other schools to help parents feel supported uh, in this moment as they send their kids back to school for the the first day. We also saw a therapy dog actually being taken inside this elementary school as well to help the kids feel a little bit better as they start their first day. Yeah, so uh, how tough is that? And you know, Steve and I were talking before the show, there was a second kid who was in first grade going into second and his dad goes, do you want to go in? And he's like, nope. Yeah. Uh, do you want to? Uh, no, but there's going to have fences. He's like, nope, they're going to have police there. He's like, they didn't protect us. They left us alone for 70 minutes. Yeah. Uh, you can't blame them. No, kids are right. The kids tell you exactly how they feel. And it's, uh, that Uvalde thing was a mess, Chad. I mean, the way the police responded or didn't respond, it's, and I don't know who's going to be held accountable for that or what's going to happen, but yeah, you have these kids and they'll have all the security for a little while. There'll be a whole bunch of extra police presence out there for a little while. And then it's going to get back to normal. And I mean, let's hope it never happens there again. I mean, what are the odds? But my goodness, it's just such a different world we're living now. I, I just, uh, I sit there and I think to myself as a kid, first of all, now for the next umpteen days, if you do go back to school, you're going to have to relive that because everybody's yeah. there's a stigma around you because they're not going to the same school. The Rob school is going to be torn down. Uh, and so they're going to Uvalde and you're going to have to relive that because everybody's going to know, you know, kids, kids are going to ask kids other questions about it. There's going to be that kind of of, of, you know, weird situation and how tough it is to return to a situation like that. I don't know. How, uh, I mean, I, I would probably homeschool my kid for a year or two. Really? Think, yeah, if you could at that point in time, you know, get him out there to do other things, but maybe homeschool them uh, or at least get through a certain part before they go back to school. Because I just, I mean, how many questions do you think those kids are going to get today from all the other kids? Yeah. 
No, it's you're right. It, it's it's got to be. It, you wonder how traumatic it is for kids. Kids can kind of get through stuff, and but sometimes you don't know. You don't yeah. know how traumatic it is for a kid. But and I, you know, adults, we always just tend to say, well, you know, put your, get back on the horse. You're gonna have, you know, let's get back to it. You'll be okay. Um, but for some kids, this may be something that affects them forever. I mean, how could it not? Yeah. They, they were involved in a huge shooting. Their friends are dead. Their teachers are dead. It's a it's an unbelievable trauma to go through, especially for for anyone that young. Yeah, absolutely. So they Crazy. went back to school, and I love how they we got police there, Steve. I was yeah. See if they got police there. Uh, is it any of these idiots are the same people that were there last time you were at my school? Yeah. I read an interview on CNN that uh, they did with a dad of a kid that was in first grade during the shooting, supposed to be going into second grade. And the dad asked the kid, do you want to go back to school? And he said, no. And the dad said, well, the fences are taller. And the kid said, the fences didn't do anything last time. Yeah. And he said, well, there's more police officers. He said, the police officers didn't do anything last time. So they chose, I, I guess the Uvalde kids all have a tablet option that they can use yeah. oh, to really? stay home and do that instead. I, I would. But you know what? That's not good either. That, no. That's, you know, I, well, I, I get that. it. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. The homeschool or not homeschooling, but you know what I mean? The uh, yeah. virtual schooling is not effective. It's not good for the kids. They lose out on too much. And I hope most, I really do hope most parents aren't doing that. I mean, if the kids need therapy, if they need to be helped and have assistance, they should have that. But just giving them a tablet and saying, sit at home and do classes from there, that's not good for those kids in the no, long term. That's no. awful. That's why I said, if it was my kid, I would let them do that for a while, just to get away the stigma of walking into the campus and everybody looking at the kid going, he was yeah. in the classroom, he was in the classroom. You uh, know, that kind of thing where, and and if you're a teacher and that happens today, I think you kind of get it out of the way as early as you can so you could try to return yeah. to some normalcy in a, in, a, in a quicker way. I think I'd be, I think just as a parent, I'm pretty sure I'd be like, we're going to go back to school. And I'd be thinking about it and caring and worried about my my kids. But I think I'd I'd, I'd want the kids back in. I want because you want your kids to be able to at some level have a normal life. You yeah. want them to get on with it and have that normal life. And it's not not to say you can just sw- flip a switch and make that happen. But the way you do that is let's get back to school. Let's get back to you having those experiences and move on. I think one of the issues there was, and it was the thing that we had talked about, that when they got the first alert that something was going down. They had had 50 of them in like the previous 18 months because they were so close to the border that when people would run, they would lock it down. Uh. So it's hard in a situation like that when you think, oh, my God, if we're going to be locking this thing down still 10, 15 times in a year, the what are those kids going to be going through? And, yes, you know what? It's the chances of them getting you know, if you will, struck by lightning again is 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 it's so, so small. Right. But it doesn't mean that you're not going to be in a position where there's always going to be thunderstorms and lightning storms kind of thing. Yeah. No, you're going to you're going to have kids. We're going to have flashbacks. You're going to have you're right. You're yeah. going to have other lockdowns. It's, it's going to be. I, I don't know what the answer is. Maybe it's just to move out of state. Maybe it's to start somewhere fresh. And not, I mean, or I don't move know. out of that city. Know. Move somewhere else if you can. Yeah. Uh, city with a normal name. Oh, nice. That's Barry Markson. You've uh, all the people, if you're listening and you don't like Sorry Barry. About uh, Sorry about that. Make sure you shoot him an email. He's in for the one and only uh, Gatos. Back uh, next week. A lot of stuff still to get to. If you're missing the show, make sure you grab that podcast there. This is the Gatos and Chat Show.